T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wake up! Wake up! Mike Mulligan. Bears, 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 Bears. Football, football, football. You know what? I'd like to say you're wrong, Molly, but you're not wrong very often. David Haw. That was one of the best questions you've ever asked. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to get an answer just as good. Chicago Sports Talk for your morning on 670 The Score. And they go to Levine with a full head of steam. Downhill dribble drive on Avdia. They go right corner, Caruso for three. Yes! Back-to-back jacks! Rejected by Beverly! Out of bounds! Get that garbage out of here! Toys with that dribble, step back top side three. Got it! Kobe White on fire here in the fourth quarter. Levine on the pump. Levine with the step back top side three. Yes! He throws Timmy Avia. Timeout, Wizards! The crowd going crazy here in Chicago. The Rosen, one bounce on Gil. Up and good! <laughs> DeMar DeRozan just says, give me the rock. Get out of the way and hold my beer. As the Bulls advance left full court, they're going to dribble the clock out. And this ball game is over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win. 102-82. It's time to dance here at the United Center. And you got to love it. Start your mornings with Mully and Hawk. 5.30 till 10 a.m. Give me the rock. Get out of the way. On 670 The Score. And hold my beer. Let's go. Mully at Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Let me tell you something, Mr. David. It's a whole new Chicago, a whole new Bulls, a whole new sports scene, baby. Oh, boy. Good morning, Mully. You don't even have to score a point to stop the other team. The Wizards with 82 points a season low. Yeah, big uh, Monday, big weekend for the Bulls, season low for the Wizards, and the Bulls are back? I don't know. Maybe. The, the Bulls are now a defensive juggernaut. Well, they certainly are better. points in the in the first PBEV game, 87, and then 82. The guy, I mean, the guy is a unicorn. Period, well, end of story. The pieces seem to fit together a little bit better when you have a commitment to defense. And I do think it also served as an overall wake-up call in the locker room. Patrick Beverly arrived, and everyone's – Sense of urgency increased, and the Bulls are two and zero since. So you, you can feel the jealousy dripping off that team because everybody is now on this. Well, the All Star break helped us, as if it wasn't just the Beverly uh, blowing magic love dust. <laughs> well, I, I I think the opponents also help. They they've played two beatable opponents. Didn't didn't matter in the six game rolling up to it. No, I know, but the Nets come in here and they're compromised. The Wizards are uh, within reach with the Bulls. The, the, the Wizards should not – that did not look like a playoff team. 
And so Did the Bulls, right? Now, well, the way they're games. playing, the, the, yeah. the defensive commitment, the emphasis, they're moving the basketball, they're doing the little things. And, you know, Zach and, and DeMar are, are off to a good start in this. I, I hate when it's called the second half of the season. I know. Post All Star break. Do the math, people. Yeah. It's not the half of the season, there's like a quarter of it left. So I like to refer to it as the 23 most important games in LeBron's well, career. That's I, just how I think. I like to refer to it as the Patrick Beverly era, the beginning of it. <laughs> you did. You used that yeah. term. Because the P-Bev <laughs> era is here, and yeah. the Bulls are back, presumably. We'll wait and see. It's fun. You know what it is? The big difference, big picture, is that the Bulls are watchable again. You don't have to totally dread agree. the yeah. broadcast. You don't have to dread – it doesn't feel like work the last two games. Friday night, Sunday afternoon. How about the Sunday afternoon vibe? It feels like it it was something of a moment. And it's been a while since it's been like that for the Bulls because everything about them has been disappointing. So this last two games, it's been a lot of fun. The fun is back. The fun is back. They, they are watchable, especially by the starters in the fourth quarter. Yeah. How about that? They're winning, and not just winning, but winning big. Well, what you said there, starters. I like the way that Billy Donovan has tweaked the lineup. I, agree. I like this lineup because it doesn't give anybody uh, a pass because they're on scholarship, Patrick Williams. You yep. don't have to start somebody just because they kind of maybe sort of earned it because they were drafted high. No, they're, this isn't the most, this is somewhat unorthodox. It's a little bit irregular, but it is the way the Bulls are going to. You know, try to regain some footing here in the playoff race. It's basically four guards and Vooch is how you're starting basically. the game. Base. I mean, I mean, you know, we know there's a little difference there, but that's effectively what you're doing. And then all the guys that used to start are coming in off the bench, and they seem more motivated. They seem like you know you're energized because you want back in, and you can't. So there's, I don't think there's anyone taking anything for granted. They're playing so much better. And, and I I got to tell you, I think Billy did a great job starting uh, Patrick Beverly. I said to you, I wasn't sure how he was going to use him. And you're like, no, he's got to be a starter. You were so right. It's been, it's I just, been huge. I just feel like if you make a move like this, you're doing it with the purpose in mind of, of making everybody kind of hit reset and rethink how they fit and maybe wonder about that. And what you're referring to is exactly right. So you got guys on the bench who maybe – want to start or are used to starting and now they're getting their roles redefined. Well, it's like a it's like a massive tryout. It's like a twenty three game tryout. So now you figure That's exactly out right. do you belong? Do you should you stay? What do I have to prove? Well a lot. So the last two games, the bru- the Bulls have proven that they're not done yet. Half game out, baby. <laughs> a know, half game out of the play-in. Yes! We have to pay attention to that. I don't know that it's going to lead them anywhere, but I do think this, big picture, and we heard Billy Donovan refer to this before the game on Sunday. I do like the fact, I do respect the fact that they're trying to get somewhere, and it's not go, and they're trying to go somewhere, and it's not backward. It's not backward. They don't know how far this, how far this will take them, and frankly, we don't know what it will mean. Chances are, not much. I get it. I kind of like it. I, I do too. I, I kind of like it. I, I I need something in my life that I enjoy watching, and right now that's the answer. Uh, I did watch the White Sox play. I did watch the Cubs. Um, I think it's interesting the new rules of baseball. I think the game is more watchable. I think you can see immediately that the pace of the game is different. But I really I, I'm not ready to start my baseball season. 
I want to finish up the winter sports, and I want to see what happens. I'm not in the watching phase yet of baseball. I'm in the sampling phase of baseball. Mm -hmm. I like to see what spring training has to offer. I'd like to seeing some of the new guys in in uniform for the Cubs, and I like seeing the White Sox back on the field, and we can focus on things that don't have to say with things people said or did in their clubhouse. It was baseball back in front of us, and that was fun. But you're right. The new rules changes are going to dominate conversation, especially after what happened on the first day of spring training or the weekend with the Braves and the Red Sox. Right. And bases loaded, two out, full count, bottom of the ninth. And the Braves hitter doesn't get back into the box quick enough. Strike three, young man, sit down. And there was there was a complaint. There was an outcry. It was called a travesty. And you know what? Get used to it. This is it's spring training with new rules. You want stuff like that to happen because you don't want that happening in the regular season. It can't. So it's really yeah. good that that happened, whether it should have or not. Lesson learned because you don't dilly dally any longer. No you can't adjust your yes. batting glove and oh my gosh, oh is my oh, how's my helmet Stop fitting? Stop playing with your equipment, son, and <laughs> yes. get to the plate. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking, and that's true. You cannot. You cannot maneuver. You cannot adjust. That's right. There, just get it. Just grab the yeah. bat, young man. Yeah, get yeah. in the box. Yeah, there you go. So I think that's fun to see that. It I is. also, I also think that with the the different ways that different uh, broadcasts will handle where the pitch clock goes. That's now the yeah. the sports media yeah, question. Where will the pitch clock go? Marquee Sports Network does a nice job, I think, is just very subtly in the background, as subtle as a pitch clock can be. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, loved the Bulls this week, loved uh, watching some baseball, really enjoyed it, and I thought the pace of play was good. Didn't love the news with Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks. Oh, I boy. Guess. I guess Kaner's packing up the car, huh? He's got the station wagon. He's going to load it up, and and the crew's heading to New York. Well, I paid a lot of attention to that story of the weekend, Mully. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. We'll talk about it at the pick six. But I do think this, it feels inevitable. Y- you don't see this happen unless something is right around the corner. Patrick Kane flew home, skipped a game. I understand the roster management, but he flew home from San Jose. The Hawks are on the road, and Patrick Kane didn't play Saturday night, was spotted at the fifth, sir, fifth Third Ice Arena, working out Sunday morning. The deal with the New York Rangers is seems like it's just a matter of details. There's some salary cap implications that the Rangers have to work through. He's got them, though. He's got the Blackhawks. The return won't be great, based on reports. The dr- first-round draft pick that everyone expected likely is not th- going to be coming this way. But when you allow the player to have the leverage that Patrick Kane has and he can veto every trade and he just approved it to one team, you're limited if you're Kyle Davidson. You're limited. So the bottom line is there are a lot of things that we can look at, a lot of repercussions. But to me, the most accomplished Chicago pro sports athlete since Michael Jordan left town Mm -hmm. is about to be traded. And you can have your opinions about the Blackhawks. You can have your opinions about Patrick Kane, but that's a huge loss to our our sports community. Well, and, and I mean he's playing great. It's not you know this is not a guy that's done, and I'm not so I'm not so sure they're going to get nearly anything. And what I mean, why 
trade a guy just to trade a guy. I, I guess this is part of the of the uh, losing. This is part of the the idea because uh, you're eating half the contract. They're doing a lousy job of tanking because yeah. they've won five in a row. Right. And Kaner came home and they still beat the the Sharks in overtime. So maybe the coach is better than they thought. I think the coach might be better than they I thought. I agree. Um, okay, so so we'll keep an eye on all those stories, and we'll talk about them moving forward. Um, United won the Caribou Cup. I don't know if you watched or not. I assumed because of the red that you're yeah. wearing this morning yeah. that you were just – it wasn't just because first, of the first uh, thing you grabbed out of the closet because first, it was dark. First silverware for uh, the former champions in six years. So That's a drought. I'm going to wear a United jersey. That's a drought. That's you're entitled to wear a United jersey. I'm That's entitled good. to be happy, and I am going to be happy until – I guess, is it Wednesday, Thursday, they play West Ham? In the I don't know, game. but I will I check. If you want me to Google it, I will. No, it's okay. I don't. And then they play at Liverpool on the weekend. They need another big win. I, I had that one circled on the calendar. All right. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, I, I also, I, I'm going to tell you this, and you're going to laugh at me, but I did buy the Jake Paul um, Tommy Fury fight. You mean the former catcher for the White Sox? No, no different Jake oh, Paul. okay. Uh, this is the YouTuber and they fought in Saudi Arabia. And by the way, I'd love to go to Saudi Arabia now. Man, uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Prince Khalid, whatever he's doing, has just been fantastic. Literally, this thing was like a two- or three-hour ad for Saudi Arabia every minute, all the time. Literally, everyone I, thanked, I, I, thanked I, I, Prince I Khalid. It, we, could, we could arrange a, a live golf correspondence uh, role for you if you, if you would – Man, Wish. oh man, yeah. it was pretty. It was pretty. I mean, but there were a lot of boxers there, like real boxers. Like Mike Tyson was there. Ronaldo, who out and plays in the uh, kingdom, was there. It was. Uh, it was fun. How because, did I miss this? Well, I know you Boy, missed. How it, did I miss but, it? But but Jake Paul is. He's a former Disney star. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this up. He's a social media uh, guy, and he's like a YouTuber. Basically. He's Floyd Mayweather of, like, would-be boxers. People will watch to see him lose. The, the He trended number one on Twitter after the fight because so many people – nobody cares about Tommy Fury, who's Tyson Fury's stepbrother. But it was just the idea that this guy got beat that people were delighted about. And it was kind of fun to uh, to have watched it. Yeah, and, there was way too many, yeah. there were way too many other things to, to – Attract well, my interest yes. away from that. that but it, it, and I'm glad legitimate. I saved the money. Yeah. You but how much was the it? Money. It was 50 bucks. Okay. And my wife watched it with us because she felt like the more people who watch it, the better. And I said, everyone kick in 10 because all five of us. <laughs> Return on the, were, on my, the investment. My daughter yeah. was interested in it okay. and, and my son was interested in it and I was interested in it. My wife sat there and then she made my other daughter come down and watch it because we wanted to save as much money as humanly possible. Of course. Possible. And then they Venmo Venmoed you the money it afterward. Ended up, it yeah, ended up being like it ended up being like a happy family thing. That's a good thing yeah. if you can get that out of it. I and that was fun, but it was and it was technically a sporting event. Technically, they were not very good boxers, but but it was uh, it was a good laugh, and I I really did enjoy it. it was, you say sporting event, I say money grab. Oh, total money grab. And total money grab for idiots like me. And I mean, I I confess that's I'm kind of doing a public confession that I did buy that fight and watch it. But you know what? I mean, I I have it's good for the soul. Everything costs money. Yeah, everything. Yeah, what are you going to do? What you hey. pick it? You pick your spots. Was I taken? Of course I was. Do I know it? It's like playing three card money. You're lapsing into Ted Phillips here. 
asking yourself rhetorical did, questions. Did we get the quarterback right? Did I waste fifty dollars? Yes. Is did my wife mad enough? at me because of it? Okay. Did I have fun? Am I in the house? <laughs> you know what happened last uh, night, though. It was kind of uh, also uh, on Sunday. Did you see Dame Lillard had 41 points in the first half, finished with 71? 71. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Molly, there's one play on the highlight reel that I saw uh, on ESPN. He crossed the, the half-court line yeah. on the logo, one step in, nothing but net. Can I just guarantee you that that won't happen next year? Because Victor... Wembayama. Thank you. He will block every shot the guy attempts. They'll put Victor on him, all seven foot, five of them. And he'll run the court with Dame Lillard. He won't let him take a three. Well, I, he's, you know, he has his own range. He could be taking shots from he, the he, logo. He beat Houston, which is a bad team. And it's a team that's, that's going to try to get the big Frenchman. Well, and if they get the big Frenchman, they're going to change the uh, direction of that franchise. Yes. Again. And they'll stop Dame Lillard well, in his tracks with a giant 7-5 Frenchman. I got to look closer. Dame Lillard is having one of these streaks Dame Lillard that is, is historic. And Dame Lillard should be in the MVP. I was going to say, that's the, problem the is next team's step. garbage. That's the problem. Team is no good. Team bad. But he, he Portland, gets kind of a bad deal all the right attention now. and all the defensive, uh, you know, they're focused on stopping him and nobody can stop him. No one can stop him. 71 points in a game is extraordinary. Even against a bad team. And by the way, what happened to the college basketball uh, that we were celebrating last time I was in here? I watched both those games on Sunday morning. Goodness okay, sakes. I, I was going back and forth between the games. I, I could not get you know, – I, I would have to pay nine ninety nine. How about this is where my mind goes – for ESPN Plus to watch United win the Carabao Cup. So I listened to it on the radio, and I had that going while I wa- I kept going back and forth between Northwestern and uh, Illinois – we had we had talked up that Northwestern Illinois game on Thursday like it was you know for the Justin called it a must win and well, it was a huge game well okay and both teams came out of it and then lost it was almost like it was a typical it was like a prize fight where you had the big fight and then you had to come back it took everything it, out of both teams took, yes and they didn't have anything left yes. so Northwestern loses to Maryland and Illinois Maryland's loses to a good Ohio team. State Ohio Maryland's, State is not. Ohio State stinks. Northwestern, you can justify that loss. Okay. Another road loss. It's two in a row, them. though. Two in a row. It's They're going to fall out of the top 25. But Illinois. Really woo. really no excuse for that. But it was a very NBA-like it was. performance from a team that has very many NBA tendencies. Because here's, here's what their plan is. Give the ball to your best player and make sure that he can beat the other team. Mm. He can't guard Terrence Shannon Jr. So when he's hot, they are. When he's not, they're not. And right. so they take way too many threes. Watching Illinois is a very frustrating thing from a bas- college basketball perspective. They take so many hard shots. They make they make things so hard. You feel like Brad Underwood is going to just sit there and want to uh, leave the premises because he can't watch any longer. He looks pained every expression. We have a uh, we have a Bradley fan that is just. Texting the heck out of us wants us to know that they won it's the big M- deal. They won the MVC yeah. by beating Drake, and it was on ESPN. Let me tell you something. 
No one watches that league anymore because Loyola <laughs> left. See, you have and, to, you can't do that. Don't Bradley, be that guy. Bradley no. couldn't possibly have won the league if Loyola don't was be, in it. Don't be the guy that ignores the league that your alma mater belonged am, to and dominated I, for I am, so long. I'm totally joking, I know. and I'm trying to frustrate our yeah. Bradley fans. Ten in a row they've I'm won. Just kidding. Congratulations. How, ten in a row. That's a good run. And he's a he's a local guy made good. The head coach. Yes, I, I think that when you look at their season, that was a little bit unexpected. Yeah, but I mean, again. It, you know, you you win in a league after the best team in the league left. It's just not the same thing. You go in the Final Four, Bradley. I mean, come on. Brian Wardle is a coach that has made a mark there. You wonder uh, how long he's going to be there. He's been there a while now. So good for Bradley. Pierre Yvette says a Mully Bayless with the Bradley take. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's. A I good am only kid around. Well I'm still watching the league, and congratulations to Bradley. And as you say. Brian Wardle is a is a local guy made good, right? Did he go to Nutrier? I think he's a a North Shore guy. Is that, am I right about that? That stands out in my mind. Uh, I don't. Uh, whatever. Think, he's yeah. good. God bless him. Yeah, and we're getting that go time Braves. of year where you start to pay a little closer attention because March is days away. And I think they have to win the uh, MVC tournament in order to get to the NCAA's. Right? There was only one bid usually, and we had talked to. Uh, uh, who did we talk to on, fr- on Friday? We talked to uh, to Tim Doyle, and and he was saying he'd like to see more mid majors get into the tournament because especially this year, um, the big story in college basketball, David, this is not a happy story, is the uh, the that Alabama team, right? Oh, that's that's awful. Did you see the introduction? That's that was embarrassing, a travesty, and really has no place in college sports. Yeah, I did see it, and it was disgusting. It is disgusting. They patted him down as a means of, uh, oh, isn't this kind of amusing? He runs out, and then he opens his arms, and then a teammate pats him down. Apparently, they've been doing that all year, but now he's he's actually, well, he's not been charged, but it's come out in court that he delivered the weapon to a former teammate. Darius Miles is up on a capital murder charge. He brought him the gun that the guy used to kill a 23-year-old mother. Darius Miles gave it to the person who used the gun, and then it was... Miles is, was the shooter. Yeah. And it's just, it, it just you know, it's horrible. It's a horrible story, and Nate well, there, there, there are two other... Two what are you other doing, son? What are you his, doing for a Of living? his friends involved, he is not charged, well, and no. you can guess why. And so, yeah, is there an adult in the room in Tuscaloosa? Because this can't go into the tournament can it are they going to allow Listen, this to go oh, yeah, unchecked he's still playing and he's going to be a top five draft pick and uh you know it's a it's a horrible story by the uh, way brian wardle is, is it uh former uh hinsdale central hinsdale central yeah. i knew he was from somewhere around so Chicago. he's south not north and he's okay. a guy that has made his mark he's still from here he's still one oh of he's our local guys. absolutely he's a local guy and i think he's now got the bradley braves on the brink of Going to the NCAA tournament. He's he's a good coach. They've won that uh, conference tournament a couple of times. So congratulations to them for winning the regular season title. Our texter says first time since 96. God bless them. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Oh, and by the way, all this uh, people do well. basketball talk comes with the backdrop of the NFL Combine beginning in Indianapolis. I know a bunch of people heading there. I know a bunch of people heading down I-65. Yeah, it'll and- be interesting. It's going to be a fun week. Let's hope somebody turns out to be the star, right? I, yeah. I, I would like to come out of the combine with uh, the knowledge that who's, there is who's a, throwing. A are they all throwing? Number, I don't. Are, I are any of them throwing? I doubt it. I wouldn't throw. Yeah, 
I would maintain that mystery. I would do. I would. I would make teams fall in love with my potential. I would not give them anything else to evaluate except for the interview. I would maybe. So run, you wouldn't even like take a physical. I would maybe take a physical, but I'd let, I'd let them wonder. I think the more mystery that surrounds these guys, you've seen it before. I, I I'm not going to throw because they yeah. might see a hitch in my delivery. In my giddy up. Yeah, these guys. I'm not going to have it down run. to a science. I might have a hammy issue. The the NFL Combine, much like the Senior Bowl, I think now is for the NFL rank and file. Yes, it's for right. guys who are you're going to get drafted. Right. Yes, we don't is. know where. They're not sure first rounders, but the guys who are tend to maybe yeah, pick if, and choose. If you if you know you're running. Like a four-four, you run, and if you think you're in trouble in that area, if you are a star, you try to avoid that till you get to your your home stadium. If you're just a rank and file guy, you run your four-seven and you crawl off into and you hope that it's four-six-eight and the wind's at your back yeah. and you know you, you 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 do a lot of things that you hope you are the product of adrenaline. And then Rich Eisen pulls a hammy. He's going to do that again, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I probably. So. He does it's that for funny. charity. It's a good it's, cause. It's really funny. It's a fun week because yeah. you it's an NFL convention, and it isn't so much what we'll hear from Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus tomorrow mm-hmm. when they talk. It's what we hear from the other teams when they get their chance. You start to get intentions. You start to hear directions, and you start to hear a little bit more definition about the offseason. Yeah, and it's a good it's a good venue to get uh, a conversation going with uh, with some of these draft picks and uh, potential number one picks or potential guys selected high, whatever. I mean, it's it, – and there's all a bunch of local guys. There's, it's, and, great, it's a great event. This is to. the week when your guy, Anthony Richardson, starts the, the vault up the draft board, like and that. he's going to end up, I think – Incredible athlete. Being that guy. Do you really? He's I think he might that, be that guy that ends up, based on what you hear and based on what the expectations are, would not surprise me if by the end of this pre-draft process, if people have convinced themselves that Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, is much more draftable than he actually is. Yeah, I think that uh, there'll be, if if that if you're correct, there'll be a lot of uh, NFL GMs and coaches and decision makers singing, uh, I like it raw, I like it. Because that kid is about as raw as any prospect there is out there, but I like it. Raw. But we haven't seen we haven't seen, we've seen it before though. People, the, she, you don't have to be. A, 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 a. <laughs> you don't have to be polished to be drafted high or overdrafted. <laughs> Guys are overdrafted every year. Okay, guys as All raw right. as you like them. We've got uh, we got the pick six. Pick six is next. We're going to pick apart all the stories from the weekend. It's Molly and Haw. It's Chicago Sports Radio 6 7 of the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767, or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. What do you make of the Bulls now sitting a half game out of the play-in after their weekend victories over the Nets and Wizards? How much do you credit the energy level of Patrick Beverly, who did not score versus Washington, as a key to the team revival? Hate to say I told you so, but as I sat on <laughs> here on Friday, I decided I was totally bought in on the Bulls. And I tried to get a show pool going where we bet on them and then we keep betting on them. So we would have won, like, let's say, knowing our show, we had $20 on them on, uh, on Friday. That means we'd have had $40 on them. Yes, we're already doubling money. It, there's 21 games left. I don't know where that's going to end up, but our show pool is, is very healthy right now. Was I not mocked for making more out of the Patrick Beverly I, I came in here. Fri- I came in here on Friday, and I said, "I said that I now believed in the Bulls, and I was going to give them this weekend." And I get it. You know, we, we got to see what happens moving forward against teams that will try hard as well. But if you didn't like watching them on Friday, they had a forty-four point victory. That is the largest, I think, second largest victory in the NBA this year. Someone won a game by forty-five. Next is the Bulls. They held the Wizards to 82 points a season low in game two. The Bulls are playing significantly better. They're on a roll. They're on a run. They're going to win the title. <laughs> All right. Now I got a little carried away. <laughs> you know what? I'm with you, Molly. I think the Bulls are back. And I, it was it, it was so refreshing to watch them play with so much more energy. And the Patrick Beverly effect is real. It's much more real than I thought it would be. You see his energy on defense. I've he basically, breaks his arse on defense. They, they essentially have a second Alice Caruso now. and So they have two elite defenders on that end. You see the point totals that they're allowing have really really allowed them to just kind of relax more offensively. And I mean, look, you, you said 44-point win on Friday. They were up 50 at one point. Yep. I mean, it was just a complete blowout, and that's a team that they lost to right. just a short time ago. So the Patrick Beverly effect is real, and I'm excited to, to see them keep it rolling. Well, I think that when you watch Patrick Beverly, you see the Bulls different in terms of intensity, and it's impossible to measure, but also just as hard to miss. It's there. Every player seems to have to be a little bit more locked in. And I think that he doesn't even have to score, as we saw yesterday, to make everybody around him better. So, number one, that reminds me, it's Rodman-esque. It's Rodman-esque because here's a guy that he dominated a possession in the fourth quarter of Sunday's game by having two offensive rebounds. Yeah, And then he moved the ball, found the three-point shooter, boom! The Bulls get a possession. That is a positive one. He has an impact on every player who's on the floor 
and then he's coaching the guys when he's not in the game. You have to love everything that he brought to back home, to his hometown. It means something to him playing there, and it obviously shows. Well, no, that's a good question. Speaking of Patrick Beverly, how much do you credit him with the increased defensive effort from the Bulls? How did they produce the two lowest point totals against of the season? 87 by the Nets, 82 for the Wizards. Washington's lowest point total of the season. Do you like hearing DeMar DeRozan say Beverly's intensity motivated everyone? Holds everybody accountable and going to compete at a high level. And when you see a teammate with that type of mentality, you got to follow behind it. Well, you can either accept it or resent it, and I think the Bulls have accepted that. And he, he's a guy that has that kind of respect. He commands it because of his track record. This is what he does. You look at the recent examples in terms of now the Lakers had LeBron, but you look at the Timberwolves last year. That was a Patrick Beverly creation, and they went on a little run in the postseason with the play-in round, and that's the most recent example of what he can do and how he get everybody gets everybody locked in. So, yeah, hearing DeMar say that matters because of his stature in that locker room, also around the league. But it also, from a Bulls fan's perspective, the only thing that is maybe a, 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 a tad bit deflating or sad is that this reminds you of what they really were supposed to be if Lonzo Ball had stayed healthy. This reminds you of what it looks like when you have a point guard that, that directs things that gives you a defensive identity with Caruso and him out front and also can hit the occasional three. This reminds you of what could have been. So in that stand, from that standpoint, it's a little disappointing. But, hey, enjoy the ride because you are on the PBEV train for the rest of the season. Hey, I don't think... I think all of us knew that what this team desperately needed was more of a true point guard who has a lot of effort on defense, and that's exactly what they went out and got. And something else that Patrick Beverly has allowed for is now Io's on the bench where he probably should be anyway. Patrick Williams is coming off the bench and being much more aggressive with his shooting. Kobe White is still in his role off the bench and filling it up two key three-pointers in the fourth quarter yep. yesterday. So all this, is ex- him added to the team, has extended their bench quite a bit. Their second unit is actually pretty solid now. So it's... Again, like we said, like I didn't realize the impact would be so significant, but you see his effort, his constant effort on defense, closing out on threes, always being in the right spot, always talking to guys even though he's not on the floor. It's been incredible. Yeah, they tomorrow they're um they're at the Raptors. And you know, Toronto is a team that plays pretty hard. And that's a team that's kind of like the Bulls in a little bit of a way. I I think it'll be interesting to see if they win that game. And then they then after I'm looking forward to it. And then on uh, on Wednesday it's the Pistons again. They're on the road, but that's a team you should beat. But Friday, when the Suns come here, that's really when we'll gauge. I mean, hopefully they'll have a four game winning streak going. They haven't had one all year. I think three has been uh, the highest. The very fact that that they had not held a team to to, to 87 points before. They made this signing, and then they hold the next team to 82 points. These are things we're going to keep an eye on because they're playing both ends of the floor. They're, Zach Levine is playing a much better game than he was. So I don't know that that Peebev came here and put a boot on him like he said he was going to, but he's playing but like he got a boot. His shot selection also has improved, Everything's improved. the last two games, Everything is which improved. is odd. Th- yeah. This is a significantly better team against against the bums. So let's see what happens moving forward here. But 
if they could get on a four-game roll and then then judge what happens against Phoenix, that'd be awesome. Come on. That's a wonderful question. I will take some time with it. What did you make of Steve Stone tweeting out on Friday? Look for a big year out of Andrew Vaughn. You will, for the first time, get a full year to his natural position. For those who are a bit older, you remember Steve Garvey. Vaughn reminds me of the Dodger and Padre leader. He'll excel this year. What are your thoughts on Vaughn as Garvey? I, you know, I'll say it again. I, I have never enjoyed comparing a guy to a Hall of Famer, right? It's really, that's a difficult... You know, Steve Garvey, are you kidding me? That was a – I mean, if, if Andrew Vaughn is Steve Garvey, then the White Sox are going to be a really good team. <laughs> I mean, a really good team. So um, I, I was surprised that he tweeted that out. I, like – I didn't, you know, spit out a drink surprise, but I was I was like, wow. Like, that is – that is not a uh, – that is not a small statement. I mean, that is really – you know, what, what that – what I read, you're not going to miss a Bray you for a second. Wait till you see what this guy does as, as a regular and what he can do at that position. I, I just, I was very surprised by that. And, um, you know, bully for Stoney. Here's hoping. Let's go. I, I, I agree. You know, comparing a guy to a Hall of Famer is tough. But I, I do believe that Andrew Vaughn is going to have a good season this year, primarily because he just gets to relax and play his natural spot. I mean, it's it sounds simple, and you shouldn't think, like, for whatever reason, these guys get in their heads and they allow their defensive side to affect, the, to affect them at the plate. I think that being able to relax, play first base, play DH every now and then, just go out there and do your thing, kid, is going to be really good for him. And I, I expect a breakout year. I think we all respect Steve Stone and his opinion carries a lot of weight when it comes to the White Sox. I think he's exaggerating here. Uh, I, and, and also, I, I don't think that he, he's setting an ex- expectation level and the bar that really is unnecessary. Andrew Vaughn can be a very competent first baseman, even above average, even all-star caliber. But he doesn't have to be Steve Garvey. Steve Garvey was an MVP. Steve Garvey was a 10-time All-Star. Steve Garvey played 19 years. I get what he's getting at. Gold Glover as well. Andrew Vaughn really just, you know, hit 25 homers, hit over 300. You play the position in a way that is responsible defensively. I don't know that he has to be Steve Garvey. And now that if he isn't, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> That's the problem. I, I think that the question is, with Patrick Kane trade rumors rampant, how inevitable does it feel that Kane will be dealt to the Rangers and how big a deal would it be? Well, I think it is inevitable. The Rangers need to clear up their salary cap situation. The, the NHL has very funky deal uh, in terms of being in compliance with it day to day. So it might be the end of this week before the trade deadline. Certainly it feels inevitable. So Patrick Kane, Chicago's most accomplished professional athlete, since Michael Jordan, for my money, is about to be on the way out of town. And to me, it's sad. It's sad because of what he has meant to this city and what he has meant to that organization. He's the best player in franchise history as far as I'm concerned. And he made it cool to be a Hawks fan at a time when between 2010 and 2015, that was the height of success and popularity. And a lot of it was because of Patrick Kane. He did things with the puck that you just don't see happen. And he still does those things at a high level. Had a hat trick a week ago yesterday at the United Center. This is inevitable. It's sad. I suppose it's unavoidable. 
If it does, if it falls through, I will be celebrating because if they could find a way to sign him to a contract extension to keep him around for the rebuild, that is what I would want to do. But Kyle Davidson is stuck because Patrick Kane holds all the cards in this one. I agree. It would be extraordinarily significant. One of the biggest, it would be one of the biggest trades or even just moves that a team in this city has made in the last decade. He is one of the most significant players of a significant dynasty run that we've ever seen in this city. So to see him leave and not end his career with the Blackhawks would be extraordinary. And, and, you know, I'm with you, David. I don't believe that they need to trade him. Like Molly said earlier, you know, why, why do it just to do it when you have a guy here that's still playing really well. And if you keep him around for another few years and the team's good, then, but that's a whole nother discussion. The point is that yeah, it would be an extraordinarily big deal. He's such a significant player. meant so much to that team, three Stanley cups, and he's still playing at a high level. So to see him go would be, would be something. Yeah, it's sad. It, it really is just sad. It, it, you know, I, I guess players come to the end of their career and, and they move on and there is value to getting anything for a guy whose contract's going to expire and who you apparently have determined is not part of your future. So this is typical sort of, I, I don't know how, which it, this is letting him choose where he wants to go. The problem is you should have done this before they traded for Tarasenko while they still had some kind of value. The, the problem is that he wants to go there. Right. And there's nowhere else you're going to send and, him. And you were hanging on thinking you could build up. So what are you getting for? Th- this is something we maybe we could get into later. They want to do right by Patrick Kane. Yes. I think that's admirable. I think it's respectable. I don't know that it's necessary. And I don't think it's for the best uh, – interest of the, of the Blackhawks necessarily it's kind of weird it's like it's very you're, strange you're doing the right thing you, by the guy and you're letting him go where he wants to go but you're not getting anything for it and you're and you don't have to do it and he's a guy that you really should think about as good as he is he's got a couple years left here this is not a guy that has no value whatsoever this is not a guy you, that you know you could easily justify making him part of your next Great Hawks team, He's part of the take rebuild. Away from anything, I mean, no. You know, obviously they're they're looking to tank. I don't know what else you do with this. Can I ask you guys one question? After Kyle Hendricks' first bullpen session of the spring, he detailed some tweaks to his mechanics and sounded like someone with something to prove. What's the right way to view Hendricks this season if things go well as a potential contributor to a playoff contender or trade piece to get a power hitter? You know, I, I think that he's a month behind all the rest of the pitchers. He's obviously going to have to do some minor league rehab starts. We don't know if he's going to be back. We're not sure about it. So I think that it's great to see him on the mound. It's great to see him throw. He is the last guy, right? Last man standing. So yeah, you hope that he can come back. They're looking at him in a fifth starter role, which tells you a lot about where he's at right now. If, if he can get back to where he was, you know, again, the guy is a hell of a pitcher, and he, he could be any of those things. He could be a really important piece that you get back and healthy like you're making a trade, or he could be someone that you move at the deadline depending on how the season goes. Um, either way, let's see him get back and let's see him be healthy and let's see him, you know, after the rehab starts before we start making determinations on him. But I got a ton of respect for Kyle Hendricks, for everything that he's done in his career and for the way that he has been 
like a, you know a great pitcher while throwing the slowest fastball in baseball or the second <laughs> slow, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm not joking. He's right. unbelievable. The guy is an artist when he's when he's been healthy and at times he's been. You know, look, the 2016 run, I mean, he was just lights out in the playoffs. So, like you said, Molly, he's been, you know, incredible respect for his career. But I just don't know what he has left in the tank at this point. I mean, if you look at his last full-ish season, 2021, 32 starts, had an ERA well over 4, 4.7, gave up a career high in hits. It was really just a career low year for him. And then he wasn't any much, he was actually a little worse in his 16 starts last season. So, I don't know if you can really expect much out of him. I don't necessarily expect him to be a trade piece because he's probably just going to get rolling by the time the trade deadline gets gets rolling around. And if he is good, then you, and you're looking to make a playoff run, then why are you trading him as a good fifth starter? So that's, that's my thoughts there. I just don't know that you can really expect anything out of him at this point. Just the way things have gone the last few years. I think he wants to be in a position where they do expect something out of him. I think that what you heard after his bullpen session was somebody who feels like, he has found that edge. He wants to prove something because people have written him off. I don't think there's any expectation for Kyle Hendricks contributing in a meaningful way in 2023. Because, look, what do we talk about when we talk about the Cubs? Boy, they got some great young pitchers. Boy, did you see J- Jameson Tyone's uh, slider. Look at Marcus Stroman throw. Isn't he a great athlete? He's not going to be bothered by the pitch clock. Oh, who? Kyle Hendricks? Didn't he pitch on the 2016 team? Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, well, he wants to be back. He wants to be part of this. He wants to be a guy that you can count on every fifth day. I hope he makes it back. There's not an easier guy to root for in a Cub uniform than Kyle Hendricks. I just don't know if at this stage of his career, if he's going to be capable of that. And I do think, you're right, Studs, if they are in a position where they are contending, I think they're going to want to keep as much quality starting pitching in the, on the roster, in the organization, and also his experience would mean something down the stretch. It's a pick six! As the Bears and every NFL team descends into Indianapolis for the NFL Combine, would you describe Ryan Poles as a traits guy, a football character guy, or another way after one draft? Or is it too early to tell? Any advice? I think I'd describe him as as an inexperienced guy (laughs) facing his second draft. And I don't know if that's the good news or the bad news. We're going to find out a lot more about him. I don't know if it will be this week. I think we're already finding out what the NFL Combine means in terms of the the NFL news cycle, Adam Schefter, 6 o'clock this morning on yeah. the Twitter machine, reports the Bears have already appro- been approached by multiple teams about trading the draft's number one overall pick and said to be, quote, leaning toward moving the pick. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the well, shock. Stop the presses, never, guys. The We've shock never heard that. So now it says the number one pick now looks like it's for sale. Oh, my giddy aunt. <laughs> Oh, my giddy aunt. They're having an auction for the number one overall pick. Who knew? Oh, that's outstanding. Oh, who, this is this is huge news, guys. We got to stop everything. No, seriously, though. Yeah, we all know they're going to trade that pick, right? But as, as for Ryan Poles, I think yeah, it's a little too early to tell about whether he's a football character guy or a traits guy. But when it does come to the traits, one thing that we noticed in last year's draft, he, dra- he loves players with a high relative athletic score. If you guys have ever heard of that, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. Right. Almost every player he drafts has a really like eight plus on a scale of ten relative athletic score. So that's his traits thing. I didn't know that. That that's that tells that's telling though. That tells yeah, you telling. like Braxton Jones he, had one a, of the highest he's a combine, scores. Combine. He's an underwear Olympics guy. But I mean, <laughs> but, would say. but think about it. You know, he did not have 
he did not have a first overall pick last year, right? A, a, a first round pick. Right. He got two guys in the second round. You know, one of whom is is kind of an acrobat dancer, a fighter, traits guy, a total traits guy. And um, I just think it doesn't surprise me to hear that they traded down and drafted all these offensive linemen because they like a different type of offensive lineman than other teams in the league do. So, you know, congratulations about the last 100. Did I interrupt you, Studs? Oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. Um, good. Yeah, I, I do think, though, that um, we're learning more about him as we move on here. We're figuring out more about what he likes, and I hope, I hope that he likes, you know, stud defensive linemen and uh, and linebackers and a front I, seven. It would be great if he liked a front seven I, for his football team. As well as, you know, get another wide receiver, get an offensive line better than the one you used last year. I don't care what PFF says. You need a couple more dudes. Um, and help that guy. Help the quarterback. Let's see Let's see how he does if you help him. PFF said one thing. The NFL said another. That's right. The Bears offensive line stunk. That's just- Probably accurate. Protecting the passer, at least. All right. Uh, we've got the extra point next. We're going to get to all your phone calls, 312-644-6767. But the extra point is next. It's Mully and Haw. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 score. Set up this extra point. It's time for the extra point with Mully and Haw on 670 the score. How do you explain Wilson Contreras' sudden change of heart in this audio clip? For me, I like this better. It's a it's better organization. Uh, we all like almost like all old school, old school way, which I love it. And that's something that I really like it. I was I already talked to uh, the manager about it, like how was the culture here, and everything since I got here has been everything just one way, the cardinal way, and I have to adjust it. So uh, it's, it's not it's not it's not it's not that hard. I mean, it, do everything right and respect each other. That's it. How does that jive with what David Ross said Friday on this show about Contreras? Does this guarantee he'll be booed May 8th when Contreras returns to Wrigley for the first time as a St. Louis Cardinal? Probably. <laughs> Pro- probably. And I can hear Dustin in my head booing. I, I know. He's booing at home in his sleep. I think that <laughs> uh, great interview on Friday with you and Zach and David Ross. I know that that question was obvious and he had to be asked it and he addressed it I don't know that I buy everything that he said there had to be something that was hard to put your finger on even though the respect is there I don't know that it was a good fit if it were a good fit he'd still be in Chicago and so when you hear Wilson Contreras say that it's easy for Cub fans to get triggered it's easy to focus on well the cardinal way and hearing him espouse the virtues of his new organization but you know what good for him my opinion do you think that he's enjoying being appreciated? Do you think he likes being in a clubhouse where he has doesn't have to walk around and wonder why nobody in the front office likes me? No. Wilson Contreras sounded like somebody who had finally found contentment, finally found somebody who appreciated him. I have all the time in the world for Wilson Contreras. I know he's wearing the Cardinal uniform, but I wanted him to stay. I think it's a mistake that he left, and I think he's an easy guy to pull for, even though... Let me rephrase that. Cub fans are not going to find it easy to pull for Wilson Contreras. He's an easy guy to respect. He leaves nothing on the field. He didn't as a Cub. He won't as a Cardinal. The fact that he's enjoying this phase of the transition, good for Wilson Contreras. He got paid because he deserved it. Hey, 
Man, let me tell you, that was great, David. And also, here's the thing: like when he says that the, the Cardinals are a better organization, I I sent this quote to some of my Cubs fans' friends, and I said, "What do you think?" They all go, "You know what? It sucks, but he's right." The Cardinals as an organization have been so consistent over the years with the way they reload their farm system and they're constantly in contention. So it's not exactly like he was totally wrong there, even though it does probably hurt to actually hear if you're a Cubs fan. As for David Ross and what he had to say, you know, look, like, of course, he's going to say that, yeah, I love Willie, but there was clearly something in there, whether it was Ross or Jed Hoyer, somewhere in the organization that they didn't like. Wilson Contreras as a catcher. Great hitter, but they didn't love him behind the plate as a catcher, and they decided to move on. And yeah, I agree, David. He sounds content. He sounds like, hey, these guys want me here. These guys love me. They paid me, and he's looking forward to playing playing with them. And uh, yeah, he'll probably get booed. <laughs> he shouldn't, but he probably will. Yeah, I don't think he's getting booed. I think he should get cheered, and I think that the fans will cheer him. I, I would say that if you're a guy that's making, you know, $9 million one year, Six million the year before, and suddenly you're on a uh, a five year, eighty seven million dollar contract. That's the organization doing it the right way. You know what I mean? <laughs> the team that paid yeah, him and wanted right, him right. is definitely an old school do it the right way franchise. I I got a lot of time for Wilson Contreras. I wish he was still here. I wish he was on the South Side. I'd take him. I think he's a really good player, and I think that when I when I look at the Cubs and think about his role in the and the World Series and everything else, uh, you know, I'd, I wouldn't have any bad feelings about him. They did not want him here, and now he's gone someplace else for a lot of money, um, and, and he feels good about that, and he's going to be mad at you because you didn't give him the money. That's the reality of life. That's every guy that walked through and, and got traded. So we've seen that happen to a ton of different players. I think they all should be cheered for their role in a World Series championship. You've got to admit, though, the timing of him saying this on the heels of the yes. Ken Rosenthal story, Yes, it makes one seem like it's related to the other or helps explain the other. Wilson Contreras described his happiness with the Cardinals days after Ken Rosenthal documented how... How, how they didn't want him. They didn't want him and how, yep. how he felt that. In and, the Cubs you know, organization. I, I thought David Ross handled it very well when we asked him the question and he talked about, we, you know, we're brothers for life. And, all, you know, and there's an element of truth to all that. But as a manager, I'm sure that there's also an element of truth to what Ken Rosenthal is reporting. Did you see the hug that Dexter Fowler and David Ross shared when Dexter Fowler walked onto the field at spring training last week as a member of the Marquee Sports Network crew and – and the studio uh, team, and did you see that embrace? Yeah. Okay, that's something that I just don't know David Ross and Wilson Contreras are ever going to share. I don't know that they won't, though. I mean, I think you got to get beyond the business part of it and just remember that year. And, and you know, Ross was on his way out, and Contreras was on his way in, and they shared a, a season that was fantastic. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not – you're probably right, but I think Ross wouldn't be the one that wouldn't want to do it. I think he could separate kind of church and state. Well, he he's here. Money deal to they didn't, they didn't get rid of him. Well, that's true. You know, but I'm he's saying, the one who stayed. But I'm sure he's, well, I'm sure he's the one that would want to do it. And I'm not sure about Willie, but maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, it'll, just, be, it'll be really interesting, but don't boo the guy. 
No, I don't you know? think he deserves I, to be booed. I think he's, he's happy with but, his contract. I'd read it that way. But we'll ask Dustin when he returns, but I think he'll be inclined to boo Wilson Contreras because he was but triggered I, by what was said. But I, I got to tell you, like when Therio said, I'm on the right side of the rivalry, that's a lot more damning than this organization does it right. It, it does it better, whatever. I think it's probably true well, because, as Stud said, if you're if you're actually looking at the way St. Louis has won championships and been as as good as they've been over the years, the Cubs won one, had a nice little run, and now they're rebuilding again. St. Louis would have gotten a well. They had a nice little five year phase. They won one championship in that. I'm saying, Joe Madden don't era. you you're think right. St. Louis, if they had that group of players, would have won more than one. Well, and maybe it's because of the. The national publicity and all of the every you know us everyone involved. I'll, I'll in agree St. with Louis you to this extent. I, I think what Wilson Contreras was saying was not intended to be a slight about for the Cubs of the Cubs. Right. I think what he was saying was more uh, an expression of, of joy about where he was at this point of his career in life. And boy, isn't it nice to be appreciated? That's what we can read into it. Whereas Cub fans hear that and they're like, "Wait a second, he is going to pound them like." He's Yadier Molina when he plays the Cubs. He's definitely going to have he's going to play well numbers. I bet you he, they're, I bet they're he does. better than against anybody else. Because he's angry else. and he's mad that they didn't want him. And he's hurt by that. And that's just life. But you understand that. I think everybody can respect that. That's what I mean is that he'll look back at his Cubdom and be, you know, nobody can ever take 2016 away from him. He'll have that. And then there'll be this piece. He will never maybe fully understand or accept why they got rid of him. Why they didn't want him to stay. And he'll I think never, that's a fair never, question. I totally agree. And I think that's what this is. So I'm not going to get down on him. All right. 312-644-6767. That is the telephone number. We're going to get to your phone calls. We're going to pick it apart. It's Mullion Hall. It's Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 score. Yeah, I mean, I, I read that article. Somebody sent me that. You know, I don't think that there's much. I didn't see any facts in there that, that Ken wrote, and I respect Ken's ability and, and what he's done in this game. But um, I love Wilson. I, I don't have any bad things to say about Wilson. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. That, of course, is the voice of David Ross. But... Uh, you got to like the background music that Brandon came back with. He uh, he too likes it. Uh, okay, so I think when you when you talk about any kind of any kind of rivalry between the manager and the and the catcher, the former catcher, any kind of bad will, ill will, whatever way you want to word it, I think that if I'm Wilson Contreras, the idea that I'm no longer a Cub is the ill will. The yeah, idea that I had to go it. to a rival I, in order to get paid is probably the ill will. I I am not personalizing it, but I am focusing on David Ross because he was a guest Friday. Yes. And he addressed it because you asked him directly, and it was the right question at the right time because of when the story came out and everything else. Then, in the context of Wilson Contreras saying what he said to Bally Sports, he's going to embrace his new employer and organization, especially one as successful as the St. Louis Cardinals. Sure. So everyone can understand what's going on here. What I think it does is it just adds another layer uh, of drama to a, to a rivalry that, that should be good again. You, the hope is the Cubs can be competitive enough to make it a rivalry again this year. He is a good player that changed teams in order to get paid, right? 
They did not. The Cubs didn't try to keep him. They let him go. They did not try to make him an offer that he couldn't refuse. They let him go. And and as a result, he had to leave. He didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay in Chicago. He wanted to be a Cub. And now he's a Cardinal. So now he's on that side of the rivalry, and he's ha- and he's he's going to express uh, how good they are because he's no longer here. It's not about – imagine if you were a Cardinal fan and this guy comes in, he's like, oh, man, I miss Chicago. Everybody oh, my gosh. Me. He'd be booed out of town. He'd be booed there. He'd be booed at Bush Stadium. So I agree. You can't have he that. He said the right thing for him. The Cubs never really replaced him. Tucker Barnhart, with due respect, is a defensive catcher. Sure. You have a lineup that still lacks some pop, and Wilson Contreras was let uh, to leave. He was allowed to go to free agency. They didn't get anything in return. So that is why I wonder if Cub fans out there, does the does the absence of Wilson Contreras outweigh your excitement over the addition of all of the free agents that came to town. 312-644-6767 is the number. Crowley does the uh, the Fly the W podcast with Dustin, and uh, and he joins us now. And uh, Crowley, I know Dustin is probably mad. Are you mad at Wilson? I, I'm not happy. I'll tell you that much. Now, you know my partner, Dustin, he, he, he was really read about some of the things. We did an episode uh, last week called um, Wilson Contreras Turns Heel. This is a complete wrestling heel turn right here. Now, look, I know you know it's all a business, right? But at the same time, Dexter Fowler did the same thing. He went to the Cardinals. The Cubs didn't give him a long-term contract, and you didn't hear a lot of talking. Of course you're going to have to say the right things. I'm happy to be here. This is a team, da-da-da. Wilson's going to take it another level. I'm telling you, this is just the beginning, and it, it's, it's just going to get worse from there. I just hope he doesn't damp. In my eyes, I'll never hate anybody from the 2016 team, but I can tell you, this is kind of like family. You know, we can insult our team personally, but we don't like other people doing it outside of the organization. And that's the thing is that Wilson, I feel, is going to take it personally. You're never going to see a big hug. I forgot, I think it was David who said that. You're never going to see that big hug that you saw between Dex yeah. and David Ross between those yeah. two guys. But, but, that but come on, Crowley, so. you have to admit, they they didn't make the same kind of – they didn't have the same history with Dexter Fowler and Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras was let go for nothing, and he wanted to stay. Dexter Fowler wanted to, wanted to get paid. And you know that it's a business too, though, David. That, that they want, they wanted to emphasize run production, and they felt that the ERAs, if you looked at it last year, they were always better with every pitcher with Jan Gomes behind the plate than Wilson Contreras, and that's what they're looking for. That's their whole game plan this year. Great stuff, Crowley. Thank you. Let's get to Kevin. He's in Palatine. Hey, Kevin. Well, first of all, I will never badmouth Wilson Contreras because him and Schwarber are my two favorite players, but I, I would like to – say this is the most predictable thing ever yeah and that's why i loved him because he you know there was no way he was going to let this go but the one thing we i think it's getting twisted here a little bit you know he says he chose the cardinals he chose the cardinals because he got broke up with the day after prom and his (laughs) girlfriend told him she didn't love him anymore (laughs) so always always remember that he had the choice of 2019 but the one team he didn't have a choice with is the one team that told him to kick rocks i'll never boo him but here's the thing. Anthony Rizzo told Tyon to come. Schwarber told people to come. John Lester recruited people for the team. All these guys said the Cubs was a great experience. But you know he was going to be totally butthurt when he left. But just remember this. I know you guys think he's going to hit 500. Here's my prediction. They play 13 times. He will probably start 10. I guarantee you he gets kicked out of two, 
and he doesn't hit over 200 against them because he cannot control his emotions. One last thing. It's, uh, Cardinals fans and blogs already this weekend were complaining about his first game he caught because he caught uh, whoever their ace is, the 40-year-old guy. Wainwright. Um, Adam Wainwright. Whoever and this was, guy is? It was his least amount. Oh, no, they were already complaining. It was his least amount of strikes, and he's all fidgety behind the plate. So he might love it now. Let's see if he loves it in the middle of the summer if he's not playing great. We'll see how much he loves it. But I'll never boo him. I, 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 this Kevin. is the most predictable thing ever. I love you, and, Kevin. Kevin, I love you. You know that. But come on. Anthony Rizzo wasn't spurned to the extent that Wilson Contreras, Contreras was. He's going to recommend people go to the Cubs because he loved it here. Wilson Contreras was shown the door, and he may have been spurned and acted like a spurred high school lover, whatever the case. He's going to live happily ever after in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's interesting that he said that his two favorite Cubs are uh, Schwarber and Contreras because I think those are probably the two guys that are going to be as good as any. They'll, they'll be better than some of those other Cubs. St. Louis will give you a chance to win. I, I mean, you know, does Wilson have issues as a catcher? Are there things? Are there reasons? He'll hit. And I think that his emotions, you're right, he gets carried away, and this is an example of it. But I think he's also going gonna, gonna to hurt the Cubs. I think that his emotions are going to be used to, to motivate him and his team, and I think he's going to be good against them. And he might, he might even get thrown out of a couple games, as sure. Kevin references. That's but fine. let's not underestimate the value of that intensity that he brings into their clubhouse, that focus that you can guarantee when Wilson Contreras is involved, much like the thing we're talking about with Patrick Beverly. Some guys just have that knack of walking into a clubhouse and changing the temperature in the room. That's Wilson Contreras. Let's try uh, Eric. He's in Hampshire. Hey, Eric. Morning, guys. Uh, you know, nine times out of ten, I never disagree with you guys on a lot of your points, but I, I do with the Wilson Contreras thing. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for him. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but he's not worth the money that the Cardinals paid him, and this is my reason for saying this. Yes, he is a great offensive player. He proved that, but he was also one of the bottom five in pitch frames Cardinals fans are going to be upset with the fact that he is nowhere near the defensive catcher that they're losing with Yadier Molina. They're expecting a ton, and I don't think he's going to put up that. And lastly, with Tucker Barnhart, let's not forget that before last year when he broke his hand taking a pitch to the hand, he was actually having an all-star season, and the man was having one of the best offensive seasons of his career. I think he's going to be a lot better than what Cub fans actually you know, give him credit for. And I think he's going to replace Wilson Contreras pretty quickly. Eric, I appreciate the phone call. You're a smart caller, and you have some good points. I just don't think that Wilson Contreras, because of the things that you referenced, was worth letting go. The framing issue, the thing that they were pitchers didn't like throwing to him, all the things that you will hear now after he's gone, valid, okay, but still. What he gave you offensively, what he gave you intangibly, hard to measure because now, how do you replace that? I'm not sure. Plus, yeah, of course Cardinal fans are going to be upset if he doesn't start framing because Cardinal fans invented baseball. And they think that they're going to break down every nuance and every statistical you know, uh, category. <laughs> Boy, Wilson doesn't do this or that. They will probably pick on him, but he is an asset to them. I, no doubt about that for me. Well, he's got a five-year deal, so get used to it. Find a reason to love him. Fine folks in uh, in St. Louis. Jeff is in Schaumburg. Hey, Jeff. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, you know, I I got a couple of thoughts on Wilson Contreras. One, I thought he was a great uh, uh, face for the Cubs. 
Uh, and uh, I lay the blame on this thing right in the front office. They've got absolutely nothing. Let them walk away. If you're gonna, if you're gonna let them walk away and stick a defensive catcher there. At least get something for them. They didn't. Once again, the front office drops the ball. Uh, and I blame David Ross. If Rossi wanted him here, he would be here. There'd be no question. There'd be no discussion this morning if David Ross said, I want him on my team. Thanks, that, Jeff. That's a good call, Jeff. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that either. Imagine what Rossi said Friday. We take that and we, we look at that and it was honest. But Rossi he, said he called it, him up and congratulated oh, him after he signed his contract. As he should have. Yes. Of course he did. That's the classy thing to do. Exactly. David Ross is all class, but I think what Jeff said is true. If David Ross felt like this was a player that he, I want to yeah. pound my fist on the table, he's gotten on the, yeah, and I, he's got to stay. I want him here. I'm a catcher. I believe in him. He'd still be here. I, I am. Uh, I am very amused by this. Uh, this text of all the days for Dustin to be off. The one time you want to hear from him. <laughs> he'll be back tomorrow he'll be back that's pretty funny yeah though. we think he'll be back right he's well, coming he, back I, you know Crawley, I, is he coming back he told me he had a he let he, he told me he had to leave early on friday because he had a job interview so i hope he's back <laughs> or maybe I was it in st louis I, <laughs> did he follow wilson down there kmox new executive producer yeah. Dustin Rose. Deal the Cards podcast. I can't wait. Dustin Rose. I can't wait until the 30 days from now when he talks about, you know, covering the Cardinals is the best thing ever. They're, the organization has run so well. Wouldn't you love to hear that? And these hosts are the smartest guys I've ever dealt oh, there with. There you go. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Some, some radio savvy Someone hosts. who knows baseball. Someone more interested in my baseball take than my uh, ability to pronounce words. <laughs> or spell. Or misuse. We got Casey Johnson. The Bulls are the story, and we got the man covering it next. Wally and Haw on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.